When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Well, 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 it is time once again to highlight some of our best of from the back catalog, which everyone seems to be enjoying. Thank you for all your DMs. If I had to ask you guys, are you thoroughly enjoying this season of Vanderpump Rules or are you completely nostalgic for the good old days? I am just willing to bet that 99% of you wish it was Vanderpump Rules, the good old days. So because of that, we are highlighting our chat from last year, I guess last year, I had to think about when this was, uh, with the one and only Miss Sheena Shea. And one year later, my, 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 how things have changed with the cast, babies. So, I mean, do you guys love Sheena? I, I personally, my opinion of Sheena after this interview, I loved Sheena before, but my opinion of Sheena after this interview completely changed. I just thought, well, I don't even want to tell you what I thought, but Sheena's great. So listen to this, bringing it back. This is a prior interview that we had with Miss Sheena Shea and everyone seems to love this. This is, I think, lost amongst our back catalog. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Guys, let's just get right into it today because we are here with I mean, I would say one. there's two queens of Vanderpump Rules, and we're with one of them. The one and only Miss Sheena Shea. Hi. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Is this your house? Are you at your house in Palm Springs? I am. Oh, my God. It's so nice. I recognized it from the background. Yeah. So it's a perfect place to be quarantined. Right. And this is what you chose. You know, everyone's buying houses in the valley and you're like, no, I'm going to buy like a second property to get out of the area. 
Yeah, I mean, same as moving to the beach, you know, I just kind of like my own space. <laughs> I love it. It looks so nice. So how is everything going? How, how's your quarantine going? Um, it's actually been pretty good. I mean, we're in a beautiful, relaxing place. I have a nice backyard. Um, the store lines when we have to go aren't insane. Um, so yeah, we've been making a lot of dinners, been doing YouTube and podcasts from here. And, um, the cats are here with me. My sister and her boyfriend have been staying with us. So we've been actually having some fun, but still being very productive. We haven't had a lot of downtime. And who else are you with? Your sister, her boyfriend, anyone else? And my boyfriend, Brock. This is the strap. Now, when you came to last, because I'm, you know, I, I live in New York, so I was at Watch yeah. What Happens yeah, I met the you. last time you were there. So this is your, this is your strapping Australian that you were still with. Yes. Yep. Listen, you you know how to pull them in, Sheena. I have a long list of all the guys you've been with, and I say yes to, like, most of them. I say no to all of them except him. Like, <laughs> if we're looking back, I'm like, what were you thinking? <laughs> You're like, what the hell? Yeah. So, all right, so let me go back to, like, the first season. This is my question, getting right back to it. So when this show was casting, like, right in the beginning, like, you guys all really, truly worked at Sir at that point, right? Yeah. Well, I actually, Tom and I were at Villa Blanca and then we started it, sir, like right before season one. So we had already worked for Lisa for like two and a half years, I think at that point. Right. Cause we saw you transition over. Yeah. We saw and your adjustment. The first couple years I was pulling doubles. I would work lunch at Villa Blanca, dinner at sir. Like, I mean, you don't just get on a TV show and make money. Like I think people think we make a lot more than we do and everything's paid for. I'm like, I paid for my wedding. We pay for like a lot of our own stuff. So I think that's a little misconception. Misleading. And then so like when they were casting, like my question always was, how did they decide? Like, I mean, Lisa was already a successful housewife. There was Bravo. I mean, like, did she just go down and say, Sheena, you're hot. Go to the left. This person, I don't know about you on TV. Go to the right. Like, how did you? I'm sure everybody that worked at Surreal Blanca wanted to be chosen. I mean, the show was kind of built around our friend group, so it wasn't like there were auditions for servers to be on the TV show. I mean, they knew that I had a public scandal going on, and coincidentally, Brandy was on Housewives, and then Kristen was working at Sur. Tom was at Villa Blanca. Kristen didn't like me because she thought I liked Tom. It just so naturally, and then Kristen. Best friends with Stassi and Katie, you know, and they're with Jax and Schwartz. So it naturally just came together very easily about a group of friends and a scandal. <laughs> uh, yes, there was scandal. And like, where did the idea from the show, was it Bravo's idea? Was it Lisa's idea? Did you I think guys mix of Lisa and Evolution because they would be filming her at the restaurants and like see that she would have to deal with drama or you know like girls hiding alcohol in the bathroom and all of these things that they used to do I didn't but they did of course not and then like how big do you think the scandal like played into it because really in a way this is technically a spinoff of Beverly Hills like the way they spun it out which really yeah. Sheena I mean I feel like it all comes back to you that this in a way the whole show exists 
I mean, the day one scene one was the transitioning scene into Vanderpump Rules. Um, so I personally think that played a huge part in the start of the show because it also sparked the Team Sheena, Team Stassi drama because, you know, I was a homewrecking whore. And, um, yeah, so I, I think it played a huge part. When, so even then, even before you were on TV, before you were Sheena from Vanderpump Rules, like, what were you going through the fact that, like, this was such a public drama before you were even really well known? I had been acting for quite a few years. I did um, a lot of, like, digital online hosting with Young Hollywood. I worked at the Grand Havana Room before Villa Blanca, which was just filled with A-list celebrities all the time. So I was kind of already in the scene. I had a lot of friends who were either in movies or on different TV shows, whether it was reality or scripted. So I was... I think I was kind of the most in the Hollywood scene going into the show than anyone else. So then throw a public scandal in every tabloid on it. And it was just like, boom. Right. And like, was there jealousy like from like the Stassi's and all these other people like she is in the public eye, like she's getting special treatment or what uh, they like that when the show started? I don't know because it wasn't good publicity, but you know what they say, any publicity. <laughs> I would tend to agree with that personally, yes. So then, like, once the show started, I mean, like, you obviously, like, knew, like, what a big hit, like, Beverly Hills was and Bravo. Like, did you watch Bravo, like, being in the scene? Like, were you, like, a Bravo fan? No, I had never seen a single episode of a single show on Bravo. Like, I didn't know really? what channel it was. I didn't know anything about it. So the first year when we're at the Upfronts event, it was, like, right after I, like, knocked out my teeth, I, like... Couldn't really smile. I had like a flipper in my mouth. It was so uncomfortable. My cast like all hated me except Sandoval. He was the only one nice to me. And I'm just like alone because like he was like with the guys and I'm just like there by myself. I don't know who a single person in this room is. There was every Bravo celebrity there. Didn't know a single one except actually I was friends with Gigi and Mike at the time from Shaws of Sunset, because I met them when they were filming at Villa Blanca. And I'm like, oh, they're on Bravo. Like, okay, but I hadn't seen the first season of their show. And so I'm like all alone at this event. And then this really nice guy and his friend come up to me with thick Jersey accents. And I'm like, I don't know who they are. And it was Joe Gorga and Richie, who used to be on the show. And they were like, come over, hang out with us. Like, why are you all sad by yourself in the corner? And I met Teresa and Melissa. And then I met my current New York makeup artist, Priscilla. And so it ended I know. Yeah. such a great event. I met so many people from Bravo. And then I just came to love the network and be a fan of all of these shows because I knew the people on them. That's, like, awesome. So, like, when you were filming, like, the first season, like, I don't know about you, but, like, everybody, including you, like, did you know, like, oh, my God, like, did, like, did Lisa say, like, everyone stay calm, like, this is going to change your lives? You know what I mean? Like, were you guys aware of, like, this could be something so huge? I don't think we really knew what to expect at the time. It was one of those things where, like, we hoped, like, we would be, like, as popular as The Hills, but we didn't really know how well it was going to take off. I mean, a show about a restaurant where like, I mean, it's like relatable and then there's the drama. And like, I think after like the first year and then the second year, we kept feeling like every like season finale, we're like, things naturally were just exploding. And we're like, how are we going to top that next year? And it's like, it's never been 
force. It just naturally gets better. And it's, I think it's just the right cast for this type of show because we all just bring it every season. That makes sense. And then when did you realize like, oh my God, this was a huge hit? Like, do you remember like, was it after the first season, second season? Like, would the, were you like, you were walking, someone's like, oh my God, that's Sheena. Like, when was that first, like, holy shit, this is big? Um, probably in Chicago season two or in New York that year. I did like my first like performance at, um, oh my God, what was the name of it? It was a gay bar in Chicago. It was so much fun for St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Hi, um, so I think it was like on Halstead or something. Yeah. That was like huge because that's when I actually like realized I had fans and I actually met like one of my best guy friends who's with me at every Watch What Happens Live in New York. His name is Devin. I met him in Chicago that year. And that's when I'm like, wait, okay, this is kind of a big deal. And then in New York, getting recognized, just like walking down the street and in buildings. I'm like, this is weird, but awesome. So like, are you telling me if I was in Chicago at that gay bar, I could have been the Devin? You could have been. Uh, <laughs> another opportunity in my life missed. <laughs> what was your, like, I mean, I know you have this gorgeous house now. Like, what was your kind of like first big splurge? Like when you, you know, like after you started making something. I'm really not a big spender. The thing I spend the most money on is traveling because that's an experience worth every penny. I've never gone on a trip and been like, oh, I regret staying at this awesome hotel. Like you, it, it kind of hurts the wallet at times, but that's the one thing I spoil myself with. And I wanted to so badly buy a Range Rover, but I was like, don't do it. Like it's already like a thing. And I was like, I just, I wanted an SUV. And I got a Ford Explorer Sport. I matted it out, put wheels on it. So I bought a good, affordable American car, but I put money into the look of it. So that's kind of really been my only like big spend. But traveling is definitely the only thing I feel okay spending more than a thousand dollars on. That not, makes sense. Not shoes, nothing. Really? Who knew? I would not have predicted that you would be one of the more... Who is like the biggest spender, you think, out of the whole cast? That's like ostentatious or just like loves to spend? Probably Stassi. And I know Ariana, she loves her shoes, like her Louboutins and stuff. I think Brittany a little bit now. Um, but I, I tend to be quite frugal. <laughs> like I love spending money on other people but when it comes to myself. I'm very frugal. Like, I'm just like, no, I can't. Cause it's like, I would rather save my money to do fun things and to spend it on other people. So I just never really spoil myself like some of the other girls do. That's nice. I have what yeah. I need and that's enough. That's nice. I mean, I'm like a huge proponent of travel, like have the experiences. I totally agree. Like I'd rather stay in a nice hotel than like buy another pair of shoes. Yeah. Thanks. That makes sense. Now. All right. Let's get into this season. There's so much to discuss. Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, to me, you're kind of the backbone of this season. And I'm not just saying this, like, you really are that liaison between the new kids. And, you know, look, I think it's great. Like, are you in support of this decision? I think it's great that we're now seeing like the real world that everyone has a house. I mean, you know, we're not in the first season. It's obvious everyone's making money. So I think it's good that it's kind of like you have this divide where, you know, 
they're showing that these people don't work at Sir anymore, but you're kind I mean, of the so, go-between. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to get into. So now what is it with you still working at Sir? Like with no one, none of your other, does this go back to you being I practical? Mean, I, just, I, I take my job seriously. And if that means waiting tables, because that's my job, then that's what I'm going to do. And I just know that the show started at Sir. It's going to end at Sir. It has other components to it, but I literally do value my job and I take it seriously and I know it's important to stay there. So that's why I'm still there and I will be there until I get fired or the show is canceled and hopefully neither of those happen. <laughs> I don't think the show is getting canceled anytime soon. I hope And not. I don't think you're being fired anytime no, soon. No, but I do want a promotion next season. If there's a season nine and I'm still at Sir, make me a damn manager, you know? Seriously. Yeah, I I would agree with that. But I mean, it is this nice transition. Like you really are the one go between between like the old cast that now lives in these houses and the new cast that is still, you know, struggling financially. Yeah. And as, as frustrating as it is that you just pretty much only see me at Sir, not really in my life outside of there. I have so much fun with the new cast. I love when we have new people on our show. A lot of the originals don't. But I just think it adds just a new flair, like Danica is a spicy little, like she's a ball of fun or a total bitch. Like, but it's like, it's great. Charlie, I'm obsessed with. She just, her and I clicked right away. I have so much in common with her and I just adore her. You know, Max is one of my closest friends. Brett can kind of be douchey at times, but I also like have a good friendship with him. And Dana and I, unfortunately, you haven't got to see, but at the episode last night, like up till that point, we had already built quite a solid friendship. She had been to my house in Palm Springs. We did a big like 4th of July party here together. And I just, I have so much fun with all of them. So I enjoyed being able to be a part of both friend groups this summer. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I didn't think you would get, you really got along with Dana. And yeah. You, cause yeah, you don't, you don't see a lot of it cause there's just only so much time in the episodes and 19 cast members stories to follow. So, and then what about this, just to bring up Dana, like this whole like love triangle in the beginning, like you, Max and Dana. Oh, just that, wait, like, there's a new love triangle coming out that I'm not a part of. So just wait. Really? <laughs> Are you talking? Huh? Interesting. And what are you doing buying an Apple watch for people? I mean, seriously. I, I don't know. I was bored. I was at the Grove. I was having lunch with Brittany. We walked past the Apple store and I was like, Max said he wanted a watch, but he can't afford it. And I'm like, should I get it for him? And she was like, no. And I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I mean, you sh I, I am as single as they come. So the last but like, <laughs> seriously, that's really nice. Yeah. So, I, that's the thing. It's like, I'll drop a thousand dollars on an Apple watch for a guy who doesn't deserve it, but I won't spend a thousand dollars on myself ever. Unless it's I'm a trick. Like, oh my God. Like an oh, Apple no. watch. Who would you, who are you closest to out of like Dana, Charlie and Danica? Um, I, I'm kind of equally as close with all of them. I have different friendships with all of them. Like Danica and I, I've known her the longest. So I feel like we have like, uh, the most like closeness. However, she also, is um, a chatty person. So I kind of have to watch what I say around her at times because I know it'll probably get repeated. Um, Dana and I got like to be friends on like a deeper level. 
And Charlie is my girl that I could just call up any day, anytime, and have so much fun with her. And like, we've had some like really good, like deep conversations too, that I just, I wish you got to see more of her because she's so much fun. And hopefully there's a season nine and, you know, her and I are still working together at Sir because if you watch the after show, you see like, she's a little spitfire too. I like them all. I like the new cast. And Brett, I don't know. Brett is so, so hot. So hot. Yeah. I know. You're like, like, (laughs) whatever. I know. You have your new boyfriend now. I get it. I get it. So hot. Brett's just tall and has abs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're hot, baby. Hold up. Yeah, tell him he's hot. Like, from that one time I saw him outside, watch what happens. Yeah, like, he's, like, sexy. He's, like, a man. He's not an Instagram model, you know? Well, and also, maybe we'll see him on the show next season. (laughs) He doesn't live in L.A., so that's the thing. Like, if we weren't in quarantine right now, he would be in San Diego. I'd be in L.A. or I'd be in San Diego with him. So, I don't know how much, if at all, you would see him next season, just because, I mean, he doesn't live in LA and this show is my job, it's not his. So I'm not gonna make him make my job a priority when he has a business he's running seven days a week, 12 hours a day. That or makes sense. Hours it's open, it's a lot. <laughs> 5 a.m. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of hours. Has he met the rest of the group? Yeah, he um, met everyone at BravoCon. Uh, we did uh, New Year's with Tom and Ariana in Tahoe and um, done like some dinners like Sir and Tom, Tom and whatnot. So he's gotten to know everyone pretty well. That's good. Now let's talk about like Stassi and Katie, I guess, versus Kristen this season. How do you feel about all of this? Like are Stassi and Katie being mean girls? Yeah, I mean, they've they've always been mean but they also love really hard at the same time so it's frustrating because it's like I see where they're coming from where they just want Kristen to be happy and stop complaining but at the same time it's like that's her life and your job as her friend is to listen to her complain like don't just say like I'm sick of hearing you and then like drop her when she needs friends the most like it was really like that was hard for me to watch that episode I'm like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I just want to go give Kristen a hug right now, but we're in quarantine because it's just like, I knew that was going to really hurt her to watch the things that they said behind her back. And I'm like, look, I'm going to her house and I'm going to tell her everything you said. So, and they were just like, we don't care. But I mean, I love Kristen. And her then, yeah. very similar. So I empathize with her completely. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys, you and Kristen are my favorite two people on the show. I think you guys are very similar also. Yeah. Kristen is amazing. (laughs) You're like, you know, yeah, you're like, who who do you think is the worst of the two evils to Kristen, Katie or Stassi? Probably Katie, I think. And I think you kind of see that more on the show. Like, I think Katie's a little harsher where... I feel like you'd kind of more expect that from Stassi because she's always like been like the bitch of the show. But um, I, I saw Stassi like really trying and Katie was just kind of like, I'm over it. I'm done trying. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. Um, what What is the status of your relationship with Stassi and Katie these days? Um, I mean, I'm actually in a pretty good place with everyone. 
I think it's just it's transferred more from like a super close like talk on a weekly basis friendship to more surface level. But I'm okay with that because I mean, yeah, they're mean like behind my back on like the after shows and stuff, but to my face, we have so much fun. So you kind you kind of had like a good season. You kind of really, and which I I find you were like almost the comic relief. No, you kind of well so far. Relief. Sheena rolls. Yeah, like you. I thought. I mean, you were kind of the comic relief. Like you're just floating between both groups. You're just kind of sitting back and eating the popcorn and drinking the drink and watching it all happen. Yeah, I I, I guess that's a positive way to look at it. <laughs> I mean, I like find it just very humorous. You're over here. There's drama. You know, you have something to say and you might add to the drama, but then you just kind of walk away and go on to something else. Yeah, I think too. I think this is like this season where like the fans and even the haters are like, okay, come on. This is three years in a row. We're seeing the same shit. Like there's got to be more to her than just this. And there is. And that's why if you go watch my YouTube channel, you will see everything else. There's a lot else, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, too. And then what about uh, Sandoval versus Jax? Like, how do you feel about all of this? Is it really I, over? That, like, hurts my soul. Like, Sandoval has been such an amazing friend to Jax for 20 years. And, like, I just know what a good friend he's been to me. So it was really sad to see that falling out. Because I know that everything Sandoval did was genuine and from his heart. And it was never to embarrass Jax or publicly shame him or anything like that. It was just like him legitimately looking out like, hey, Jax, like, aka, we're on a TV show and this is going to air and people are going to comment and say this shit to you. So as your best friend and your best man, I just want you to address it now. Like, get ahead of it. And Jax see it that way. He saw it the complete opposite and it was it was upsetting because I know Sandoval was genuinely just trying to look out for him and you're close to all of them too you're in a good place with Jax and Brittany and Sandoval yeah and that's like the thing with Jax too is like him and Brittany will text me on Tuesday night and be like oh my god we love you your scenes are so funny like you just crack us up we love you so much and then I see him do an interview and it's like the opposite but Jax just likes attention so Whatever. I mean, I I still love him. He's not done anything that's like friendship ending directly to me. I just, you know, I see the way he treats other people. But I'm a person where I'm like, look, unless you directly do something to me and really fuck me over, like, I'm not going to end my friendship because you're an asshole to someone else. I am totally the same way. I totally get it. I I say that all the time. I totally get it. I'm like, yeah. everyone hates you. I, I kind of see why, but like, you and I are so good. Like, I, it's not my problem. Yeah, and that's like how it is with James. I mean, Kristen is honestly one of my closest friends, but it's like, I, I love James. And him and I, I felt like there was about a year, like, what was it? Season six? When did I move into my apartment? Six, seven, whenever it was. But I was like, James, like, we're not that close anymore. Like, I just felt like we kind of lost that. Like, he was drinking so much and partying all the time. And I just didn't feel close with him for a bit. But then over the last year, 
we've gotten so much closer again and like and I adore Raquel like I just I absolutely love her so yeah and they're on Brock's Fortnite squad with Brett Cap. they have this whole little thing but um we've gotten really close again and I mean now that he's like not drinking he's just doing so much better and I you know I know the things that happen with him and Kristen but He's never been a bad friend to me. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Staring into Zoom chats all day, talking to all of these housewives and celebrity guests for you guys, I became very self-conscious about my teeth, my smile, and my oral health. That's why I turned to Quip Electric Toothbrush. It's great because it has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. The reason that's important is so many toothbrushes and electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. Trust me, I know. I used to use one. I also love the fact that in addition to the Quip electric toothbrush, Quip delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, gum refills, and all of that every three months from $5. Shipping is free so you can save money and skip the hustle bustle of in-store shopping. If you go to getquip.com slash velvet right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's first refill free at getquip.com slash velvet. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash velvet. Quip. I'm in such a good mood because I just got my new rain jacket, t-shirts, and sweaters in the mail from Tentry. Not only are these products fashion forward, but they're earth friendly. Tentry sells lots of different products, including clothing, underwear, outerwear, activewear, and more. What I love is that not only are these fashion forward, like I said, but everything they make is manufactured ethically and from materials that are either sustainably sourced or recycled. Besides being sustainable, Tentry clothing is so soft and so comfortable. I'm already wearing these t-shirts like all day and all night. Listen, for every item purchased from Tentry, they plant 10 trees, and this helps take carbon out of the air, replenish ecosystems, and it gives jobs to tree planters and communities around the world. Learn more about Tentry's planting mission and to grab some comfy, sustainable clothes, check out their website, www.tentry.com. And because you're listening to this podcast, use code VELVET to get 15% off your first order. That's www.tentree.com. Use code VELVET to get 15% off your first order. The holidays can be hectic, stressful, or downright uncomfortable. This holiday season, give the gift of comfort with Third Love, your one-stop shop for all the women in your life. Ultra soft loungewear for mom, fun sleepwear sets for your sister, premium activewear for friends, and luxe intimate sets for that special someone. Or treat yourself to Third Love. Get yourself the gift that you really want this holiday season. The best thing about Third Love is their fitting room quiz. It is such a detailed quiz in a good way that your bras, underwear, loungewear, and activewear are 
bound to fit perfectly. Bras are available in exclusive half cups. Underwear, loungewear, and activewear is available in XS through 3X. Feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash velvet. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash velvet. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I've gained the COVID-19 over the past two years, and I've literally tried everything to take the weight off, and nothing has worked. Everything has been a fad or a gimmick until now. Calibrate is not a diet or a quick fix product. That's why it's worked for me. It's a year-long commitment that gives you the tools to fight your biology. It's different because it's a comprehensive doctor-guided metabolic reset that promotes sustainable results through lifestyle changes. Your medical team includes doctors who assess your health in an initial 45-minute video visit, provide ongoing medical support, and prescribe GLB-1s as part of your one-year metabolic reset. Calibrate's earliest members lost an average of 14% of their body weight, which is so unbelievable to me. Your weight doesn't reflect your willpower. Get back in control with Calibrate. Get $50 off the one-year metabolic reset when you use promo code VELVET at jointcalibrate.com. That's $50 off when you use code VELVET at jointcalibrate.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash velvet robe. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress level is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you're starting to feel strained in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain for it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Behind the Velvet Rope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash velvet rope. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. And like, as much as like, we weren't that close for like season six, it's just or was it seven? I don't, I get, there's so many now. I think it was seven, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm good with everyone. I think. <laughs> what about, how do you feel about the whole, like, you know, Raquel saying that like Lala thinks she's better than everybody else. And you know, Lala and Raquel. I mean, I, I think that's pretty apparent in the footage. Lala literally said, I'm going to remind you of your place. AKA you're here and I'm here. And I hate that. I, I hate that attitude. I think it's so unattractive. It's just like, it's mean and no one is better than anyone. And even if someone's making more money or booking more jobs or whatever, no one's better than anyone. And I just, I absolutely hate that attitude. Do you think Lala has changed a lot since she's been on the show? Yes. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> Who do you think has changed the most from the time they started the show? Mm. 
I don't know. Cause I mean, people have changed in different ways, not all negative, but I'll say that Lala, as much as when she came on the show, always kind of had that ratchet side to her, as she said, but like, she used to be just a lot sweeter. And I still have those moments with her when she is really sweet. But then I see what she says about me on the after show and in interviews. And it's just like, I don't know what to believe because I feel like she's more real when she's talking shit about me than when she's being nice. And I saw that in the episode the other night, like she's like to my face, she's like, I just want you to be honest with your feelings. And I'm like, I am honest with my feelings, but not to people I'm not close with who judge me. Those are people I'm not honest with my feelings and I will just sugarcoat it and brush over it because I don't trust you and I don't want to talk to you. You saw that in solving last year with Stassi and Katie. I'm like, why am I going to tell you personal things about me and Adam so you can make fun of me behind my back? You're not the people I talk to about this stuff. I talk to Ariana. I talk to Kristen. I talk to my friends who are not even associated with Vanderpump Rules. I talk to my mom, my sister. Like Those are people who know the ins and outs of my life, not people I'm service level friends with. That makes sense. Who do you think, like, who is, like, fame gone to their head the most, do you think? What's that? Who, like, has gotten, like, so into themselves, like, they believe the hype? Like, who do you think has, like, let the fame go to their head the most? Not necessarily change, but, like, really into all. I mean, I I just, Lala, like... I mean, because she just has that I'm better than you attitude. And she didn't She didn't come on the show with that attitude. She came on as like a girl who gave no fucks and like wouldn't back down, but was such a sweetheart. And now I feel like, you know, it's like she has more followers than a lot of us. And I feel like it's just, she just thinks she's here. That makes sense. And then what about Stassi? I mean, just because, you know, like straight up with Stassi, like her tour is like blown up. Her book is blown up, but you don't get it as much from her. The thing with Stassi is she she's a very selfish person, which she admits, but she's not like mean and hurtful the way she used to be. And there's um, there's a scene that you haven't seen yet with her and I and like. There's been like so many moments with her and I that it's like two, I've, I've known Stassi for almost 10 years, but I just feel like she's grown a lot and is more genuine. Like she still can definitely be a bitch, but I don't think she's like, I'm so famous. And like, even like at BravoCon, they had asked, um, we were doing like a Vanderpump Rules, like yeah, interview show. I was there. And um, they were like, oh, who do you think's the most like, recognized on the cast or whatever and everyone was like saucy saucy like she wasn't like "Mm -hmm, I know like I feel like Lala would have been more like yeah but saucy just I think she's gotten more genuine with like the fans and she appreciates everything she's been given and I just wish Lala could be a little more like that because she just comes off very harsh and it's just honestly it's just it hurts my feelings it's just mean and it's hurtful because I've never been anything but nice to her that makes, do you think other people feel the same way about Lala? Like, yeah. is she kind of like, yeah. Yeah. You can listen to my podcast uh, with Tom and Ariana last week. <laughs> that one I didn't, I listen, I listen to your podcast all this time, but I'm behind by like a few weeks. Yeah. So, she talks about it on there. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm not the only one who feels this way. It's just, it really is hurtful. Like I just watched the after show last night and I was just like, there was nothing funny about what you said. Like she said, there's nothing interesting about watching a 34 year old who wears crop tops and a slutty Jojo Siwa ponytail doing the same thing over and over. But then ask for an interview. But then wants me to do her podcast. And then I'm like, but there's nothing interesting about me. So why do you want to interview me? I don't know. It's just, it's hurtful more than anything. So, yeah, but that's just her. You're being nice about it, I think. Uh-huh. Um, do you <laughs> love having a podcast? Do you love doing your podcasts? I do. I'm actually, so we were right in the middle of building my own studio at home and quarantine happened. What? Yeah. Um, but then quarantine happened. And so we're kind of doing it from here. But as Barack was just reminding me, we're trying to transition mostly everything to YouTube, which is why I wanted to build my own studio. So once we get out of quarantine, I'm back in Marina. I've completely gutted my second bedroom. That was just a waste of space. No one ever slept there. I never did my makeup in there. I didn't even wear the sunglasses that were on the rack. I have like my go-to three pairs. The rest were just like gifts. (laughs) So I took everything out of that room. I just ordered a neon it's all happening sign. I have like a table, four chairs, the mic stands and pop filters. And I kind of just want to do this on my own now. I, since I've been doing YouTube, I love self-producing. And as much as like, I mean, even with podcast one, it's like, if I say edit this out, you know, I'm still self-producing, but I really just want to take it on myself and do everything from home in my own studio with good lighting because the lighting at that studio sucks. <laughs> so I, I, I really just want to be, especially just be more productive and like have more accountability and more responsibility and put my very expensive apartment in the be- at the beach to more use than just watching TV and sleeping. That makes sense. You'll have guests come there. Yeah. Yeah. And I have like, I have parking there. Like, I mean, it's a beautiful place to be. And I just, I, if I'm interviewing like someone, I don't really know that well, like, yeah, maybe I would go into like that studio, but for now, I just, I want to try and transfer as much as I can over to YouTube, draw all of my traffic to there and just focus on that for the time being, because in quarantine, we're not filming, obviously there's no production going on right now. So yeah kind of taking that into my own hands. And since I can't go into that studio, I'm like, well, I need to just make one from home. That makes sense. How'd you decide you wanted to have a podcast? You just always kind of wanted to, or it was like after the show, you just said, um, I got approached to do it by podcast one a couple of years ago when I was living in Vegas. And it's something I've always wanted to do because I got my degree in broadcast journalism and I did a radio show in college So, and I love hosting. Like, that's like ultimately what I want to do is broadcast journalism, like entertainment news hosting, daily pop, the real, like that type of show. So doing the podcast is just great practice for that. And I just, I have so much fun doing it, but I do live on the West side and driving into the studio. I mean, it can be a lot at times, especially when I have multiple in a week. So I'm like, why don't I just do this from home? That makes sense. And then make people come to the West Side. (laughs) And what about acting? I mean, we saw, you know, I I was at your Vegas show. I I went to see Sex Tips. Like, how was that? Would you ever do acting again? Um, It was great. That was a dream come true that I didn't even know was a dream of mine. To headline a show on the Vegas Strip is something 
I never thought about doing. Yeah. And when I auditioned for it, I was just like, wait, I really want to do this. And that was the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. Like packing up, even though it wasn't that far to move, but literally moving, I've never lived anywhere else in my whole life and working every night, just like having that schedule of fun and getting paid for it. It was the best experience of my life. And it came at the exact moment. I really just needed a restart. Maybe you'll do something else like that again soon. I hope so. I want to like eventually do like my own type of like variety show and whether that's like on a tour or a Vegas residency again, which I would love. And Brock used to live in Vegas, so he loves Vegas. But I just I think it would be so much fun to do like maybe like a couple skits from like sex tips, like have Chester involved, have like some stand up, some like performances. Like I just I think that would be fun because I miss doing a live show. It's like I got a taste for it for half a year and then it was just done. So I miss it. It's it was you were very good in it. Thank what you. about a book? I mean we have Kristen's book coming out now. Look at Stasi's book, Fancy AF. Where's the Sheena book? Um it will come when the time is right. Because all of the things I want to write about, it's not the right time. Okay. But they're Definitely will be a book eventually. Okay. We'll <laughs> wait. We'll wait. Yeah. I mean, I think I can read between the lines with that one. <laughs> what about who are you? So who are you, I guess, the closest to out of the whole cast now, like right now today, and who are the least close? I guess maybe Lala the least. Yeah, because I mean it's like we talk and like whenever like she's been out in the desert, like we've tried to like pre-quarantine. Like we've tried to meet up, but then she always like flakes or changes her mind or so it's like I I try. I literally still try with her, but I don't know. I just I don't think it'll ever get back to where it was. Um, but I'm definitely closest with Tom, Ariana, and Kristen. I talk to them almost daily and um and Brittany. And then like the the new cast, like I'm so close with all of them. So I talk to them quite often. How is Kristen doing now? I read like watching that episode was hard for her. Yeah, um, we're actually doing my podcast right after this. So that'll be out tomorrow. So I haven't talked to her about it yet because I wanted to wait until we podcast. That makes sense. Well, definitely everyone needs to listen to that episode. I'm going to be listening to that episode. All right, I have some fun questions. Okay. Who would you rather between... You know, let's let's pretend you're single, that your boyfriend's not in the background over there. <laughs> Who would you rather, Schwartz, Sandoval, Bo, or Jax, if you had to go there with one of those four? Um, not go there in that sense, but like as like a partner, Tom Sandoval for sure. Tom Sandoval. Yeah. And whose relationship do you admire the most? Like Tom and Ariana. By really? Far. Yeah, I mean. Who needs, I mean, Brock and I are both divorced. So I'm like, you know, the whole marriage thing, been there, done that, didn't work out. And I mean, there's so many successful long-term relationships with people who don't get married. So I think they're doing everything right. They're doing what works for them. And they're amazing. Like we've traveled with them and it's like, they, they fight, they love, they just are such a good, like their communication and everything. I just like, I really think their relationship goals. So it'd be theirs. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Are you shocked? Are you shocked to some people that Jackson and Brittany are actually married or no, no, this is like, 
No, she's a good I, girl. No, I'm so happy for them. It was a tough road and the long road getting there. But um, no, it doesn't surprise me that they got married. I couldn't wait for them to. And like Lance Bass, I mean, at your wedding, like, are you no! kidding me? Oh my God. We all danced to Bye 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 together. That was like such a great moment. Like, I'll never forget that. And just to go back to like the scandal that launched the whole thing, you and Brandy are good these days, right? What's that? Sorry. You and uh, Brandy Glanville, everything's fine. Like if you saw her now. Yeah, yeah. She actually texted me like a week ago. Um, and yeah, she's um, she was really sweet. We had like a weird moment last year where she said some things on Twitter that were untrue about my podcast. But um, as far as I heard from Danny Pellegrino's podcast, we're cool. And then she texted me. So yeah, we're not like, you know, calling each other to get lunch after quarantine. But <laughs> but that was then. This is now. Yeah. Whose house? Whose house would you quarantine in? Jax's? Tom's or Schwartz? Uh, Sandoval and Ariana for sure. Just like it's like your favorite house out of yeah, those I, two houses. I love their house. And and now it's like it's getting almost all the way furnished. But I mean, it's just it's so beautiful. And it's like, why rush to furnish a house you're going to have forever? You know, like take your time, get the right stuff and like make sure it's what you want. I did not do that here. And there's like things that I just like bought to just have a couch and to have a table. And now I'm like, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> but so, your house is like, I think they've got you. the idea. They're taking it slow. All right. I promise. Cause I know you have to do your podcast. I promise. I'm yeah. asking you the last two ish questions. We'll okay. wrap up. This is all about you. Do you think over the years that like you've gotten like an in, like an unfair edit, like this whole, like, Max even said it this year, like boy crazy. That's kind of the edit you've gotten throughout the years. Like, do you think you've gotten this wrong edit of just being boy crazy? It's humorous the way it's edited. Yeah. I mean, that granted, that was a small part of my life, but it was a small part. Boy crazy Sheena. There was there's so much else going on. It's just it's it's not the edit necessarily. It's just it's frustrating that that's the only footage you see of me. So I've been very frustrated by that because you see everyone else outside of Sir doing their business ventures and you just see Boy Crazy Sheena. But we do have Boy Crazy merch coming soon. I just got my first official sample of my beanie. Connor oh, it is, but um, that'll be out soon. Is it going to be t-shirts too? So we're starting with just beanies and then we're I want to do like hoodies, cropped hoodies, crop tops, like kind of want to do it I all. I love it. I'm like, let's just start simple. We um we ordered a bunch of beanies and yeah, I'm excited to get the website up and to get those sold. I'm like, may as well capitalize on this shit. Like, yeah, I was boy crazy, whatever. Not the only I girl. It, <laughs> I mean, I it, it, it's done in such a humorous way. Like even like to your expense, like this season, like when Brett is saying to you all these things, you know, we're just going to be friends and you're like, well, let, let's just see for the future. Let's just see. It's the thing is those were two different conversations happening. That was like a 45 minute conversation where we were like, there was a part where I was talking about Adam. He was talking about his ex. And I was just like, you know, like you never know what, what's going to happen. Like I wasn't even necessarily saying that about him. I was just saying in general, like what if, what if things with Max and I turned around? What if, you know, like I met the love of my life, like you never know what's going to happen. So I just, I never say never to anything. And it was just a general statement. It wasn't like he said, I only want to be friends with you. And I was like, well, let's see where the world takes us. I only want this. Let's just see. It was like, 
I'm like, that. that is not how it was kind of funny, though, the way it was added. You have to admit it was hilarious. But I was just like, we were having two different conversations. Wait, let me take a picture of you with this on it. Sheena has her. Hold on. Boy crazy. That's like amazing. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, And then like, what do you think? This will be our final question. Then we'll do one more thing. What do you think is like the biggest misconception of you? Like, is is. Is that it? Just that your boy crazy or is like just throughout the years, like, what do you think like is just the misconception that people have of you from seeing you on TV? Um, I think people just think that I'm like really desperate and just like it it's not what's I mean yeah, I, I feel like all of the conceptions are quite inaccurate about me, honestly. So it's hard to pinpoint one. Um But I mean, yeah, it's like I've never been desperate since my divorce for a relationship other than Rob. That that was desperate. That was embarrassing. And I stand by that like that. It was cringe worthy. Adam, it was like, yeah, like, was I desperate for him to kind of love me in the same way I loved him? Sure. But I was also desperate to, like, save that friendship that I kind of messed up. But like, I learned my lessons. I moved to Vegas. I grew as a person. I came back and was just like, fuck this. I'm going to have fun. And you didn't really see that. You just like, see like me, like joking around with Brett or flirting with Brett, but you didn't see Brett flirting with me, which he always did. You didn't see like a lot of those things. So I think people just think that I'm this like pathetic, desperate, like for a guy and like, you can even ask Brock when I met him, I was very contently single and I like pushed him away for almost a month. I was like, I don't want a boyfriend. Like I genuinely meant that, but I just got, no one believed me. And that was frustrating because they're like, Oh, well you said everything was perfect with Shay and with Rob. And I'm like, well, with Shay, I was trying to convince myself because that was a marriage. So I was absolutely trying to convince myself and everyone around me that things were good because I thought eventually they would get good, but they didn't. With Rob, call me delusional. I watching that season back, I'm like, wow, like, but behind cameras and closed doors was so different. And then when he was on camera, it was just like, so, yeah. Tell me about when we first met Rob. Oh my God. So, no, you gotta listen to my friend. Did you hear the Friendsgiving podcast I did when we talked about when we ran into Rob at the meeting? Yeah. Give a quick, just say it so the listeners can hear quickly. So uh, we ran into him at a music festival. Bryce Vine is a mutual good friend of both of ours. And it couldn't have been any more perfect. I walk up with Brock. He's standing there by himself talking to someone on the other side of the fence. And I see that that's his cousin who I've known for like 12 years. His cousin knows Brock. He's like, oh my God, he's like Brock. And then like says hi to me. And then before like I can even say hi to Rob, his cousin was like, oh my God, Rob, he's like this guy, Brock, he's a legend. He's like the mayor of San Diego. Everyone loves him. And it was like so good. And then I was like, uh, yeah, this is my boyfriend. And Rob was like, yeah, we just met. And then he was so rattled. He drops his drink. It spills everywhere, like ran off to the bar. It was just a great moment. It was like... If I could run into my ex and write a script for a movie, that's how I wanted it to be. That would that would be the perfect. Everybody needs to listen to your podcast. 
Yes, shenanigans. The episodes have been coming out on different days recently just because of Zoom scheduling. It's a little more difficult, actually. It's like you'd think everyone's at home quarantined and bored, but a lot of people who I'm trying to get on my podcast are actually busy doing either their own or whatever. So um, I'm going to try to get it to start coming out. I think Thursday is going to be my new day. The show on Tuesday, vlog on Wednesday, podcast on Thursday, Except for this week, I'm recording today, so it'll come out tomorrow. <laughs> and Kristen will be on it. Yes. Which is going to be amazing. Everyone needs to follow you online. Yeah. I think Vanderpump Rules is by far the best show on TV. Thanks. Not even a close second. Yeah. You and Kristen are the best parts of the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was supposed to go to that Toronto thing that you I were going to be... Well, whenever quarantine is lifted, I'm going to go back to like do some co-hosting on the morning show. I'm actually zooming in for the show um, on Tuesday. I'm going to be making one of the drinks from Tom and Ariana's book. Um, So that'll be Tuesday morning on the morning show in Toronto. And um, yeah, I can't wait to get back up there, obviously, when it's safe, because I just I that was a dream like co-hosting that type of like morning news show is also like a dream of mine. Like I just, I genuinely enjoy teleprompter reading, hosting that like banter. I had so much fun. So I can't wait to go back and do that again when it's safe. That's amazing. And when you come back to New York, we'll all have to have drinks. Yes. You can bring, you can bring everyone and we'll all go out for a drink. Sounds good. I'll bring Devin too. (laughs) Yes, please do. So I really appreciate it, Sheena. I know you are very busy. We need to follow you. Everyone listen to Shenanigans. Yeah. Everyone follow Sheena on YouTube. Anything else you want to say before we leave? Um, No, just um, my YouTube is what I'm trying to push everyone to right now because that is the most real version of me you're ever going to see. And I'm going to follow you. My YouTube, then we just don't vibe, and that's cool. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. Thanks. So I really appreciate it. Keep in touch. Thank you for yeah. making this all happen, and have a for good sure. rest of quarantine. And I will, I'll DM you when this is coming out. Oh my God. Wait, will you put that up again one more time? That could be like our little, oh my God, that's amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Sheena. You're welcome. All right, see you later. All right, bye. bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10.
Thank you guys. See you soon.